0: Welcome to the Nitty Gritty. We're back. Really fun episode. Oh my gosh. So, so fun. I want to call it Twisted Sister every time I hear it, but it's Twisted Silver. Yes. Um, Deborah Mitchell. She's from St. George. Designer, jeweler to the stars. Literally. Though, literally. And she didn't flex like that. Like, no, she, We had I, to kind of pull that she out. She very
1: casually talked about being at the Emmys and yeah. the Grammys and, and the fashion week. And-, and George Lopez's golf tournament. Yeah.
0: But I mean, this story is just someone who loves fashion and obviously the biggest part of the story is the fact that she sources everything she just as she would say, digging through the trash. Dumpster diving. Just dumpster diving. She gave us some amazing
1: jewelry that is old belts and We literally brass had to shells. like hold her to her chairs. Like she gets she so excited. Loved it. But it's cool. I mean, she went from fashion to full time mom to, you know, Wind chimes, wind chimes, to beads to
0: spoons, silverware, like making jewelry out of antique silverware, and then one day, a goddess <laughs> named Brooke Burke came into her life, and you will find out my connection with Brooke Burke later in the broadcast. But and it kind of took off from there, and yeah. now it just it was just kind of connection after connection. This guest also brought to you by Betsy, yeah, Betsy's beds. Thank you, right? Betsy. Thank you, Betsy, but. This lady goes from Topaz mine to, I mean, she's out pounding rocks, finding Topaz. She Old gave us necklaces shale. with sea glass that she found on the Amalfi Coast yes. in Italy for her son's way. So pretty much anywhere she goes, she's sourcing. She just finds She's stuff. mining, as yeah. she says it. And then she just puts stuff together. So everything's unique. She has a really cool subscription service. Anyway, she just, her energy, you'll hear it through the mic. She is one of, I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's passionate, who and loves just what created they created her own path, even though it didn't really exist. Well, how many times did she say, like, I have the best life? Like, she, loves, <laughs> she loves, she loves, she loves her life. You can definitely tell why her and Betsy are homies. Yeah. They're very similar people. And then
1: super cool, she gave us a discount code. Oh, so nitty gritty 20. So after this world. episode, you are for sure going to want to get yeah. some jewelry. It's really cool stuff, and it's already affordable. So twenty yeah. percent off. It's awesome.
0: So yeah, we're rocking our twisted silver too, and yep, we're going to uh, go down and mine with her pretty soon.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're going to make a little trip. Oh, I love it. So, so this one is enjoy awesome. The episode, You're going to so like fun. it.
0: Listen to the end, and have a wonderful week.
1: Bye bye. Welcome everybody. We have our. Brand new episode of Nitty Gritty, and we have the world famous Deb Mitchell Mm -hmm. with us today. Deb, thanks for coming. Who brought gifts. Which we are wearing. You know, we are being adored. If you really want us to love you from the
0: get-go, bring gifts. Yeah. Right? It hasn't happened a lot. We had Sadie, she brought us cookies, and that was good. We've actually had a couple. I don't think we've had, I mean, jewelry right off the bat. That was the first jewelry. And you right. guys are wearing it, and, and we're, we're already it, wearing it. It's on my it.
2: wrist. It's so good. I'm it
0: not, fits my wrist. I'm not wrist.
1: coordinated enough to put it this, on by myself, so she had to help right. me.
0: <laughs> this came off a size 48 belt,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it fit around my wrist three times. So, but yeah. So Deb, your company is Twisted Silver. Yes. Which is an eco-friendly jewelry line. Is that yeah. how you define it?
2: Well, not it's, friendly. Yeah, it's not friendly. It's extremely friendly. Right. And it's eco. So I use things that are cast off. So it's eco-friendly, but I call it eco-jewelry. It's
0: like eco-saving.
2: Eco, Eco, I'm saving the planet.
0: Yeah, she's like an eco-lifeguard.
2: Yeah, and I kind of am. You are. <laughs>
0: Thank You're you. are going in and saving
1: stuff and making cool stuff out of it. It's so true. So, yeah, I think it's really cool. So, what types of jewelry do you do? We obviously have kind of some bracelets and wraps on our wrists, but what type yeah. of stuff do you do? Like, what is Twisted Silver?
2: So, everything. Like, I'll do, you know, the earrings, necklace, bracelets, and I just do everything. But now I do some men's and and I always have some kids, and just anything you can make. Like coming up, and this is a secret, um, I've got a a girls club, it's the subscription club, and I'm doing this, um, they're called sunglass chains, or glass chains, it's Uh kind of a new big trend, and um, they're coming in the club. So so I'm doing everything, so I'm expanding into that now. I cool. being a good one. Isn't
0: that funny how things come in and out? It's like, I always call those croakies.
2: Yeah, like, croquis, yeah, but fashionable remember? croquis right. exactly <laughs> right. So they're not going out of style. They're just of, really useful.
0: Right. Like you you never see, I'd say like fly fishermen, for example.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, people that are out doing pretty active things with their sunglasses, they always have their, you know, I just refer to them as croquis, but you're saying it's coming back as kind of a fashion statement.
2: Yeah, it's a, it it will be a fashion statement. And I That's think it's going to be here to stay. People like me, I like to have my glasses on, but. I don't want them always on. I don't want them on my head, messing up my right. hair. And so, yeah. So, I actually have been wearing them around and I went uh, mining the other day and I took them. It was so awesome. They weren't falling off on the ground. Right. My phone did and it cracked, <laughs> but my glasses stayed around my neck. It was neat.
1: Dang. So, so, Deb, how, I mean, let's go back to the beginning, how this all got started. I'm really, really interested because you had said it's been. Twisted Silver has been going for fifteen years, sixteen now, sixteen years now. Yeah,
2: and it might even be longer, but um, I'm not very good with numbers. <laughs> anyway, um, so you want to know how it started? I'd love what to hear happened? The story, yeah. Okay, so I was stay-at-home mom. Always, my focus was that. But I came from a you know background of fashion, and I went to Weber State. Go Weber! Okay. And um, I got a degree in fashion, and so and I worked for the Bond. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but the Bon Marché and I was the fashion coordinator, and and I worked there for years before that. And then I st- I really loved putting on the fashion shows. That's what a fashion coordinator does. Sometimes I dress the windows when things were slow, but I started getting phone calls from the agency in town, and then another one in Salt Lake. And as they would need fashion coordinators, if they were double booked, I would do those shows. So I was going from Salt Lake all the way to Logan, wherever they needed a a fashion show. Put I just worked with the models and put the clothing together. So those were really fun times. So it was really something that was uh, sad to leave behind. But I loved raising my children. And we were in California, Bay Area, and raised them and had a blast
1: so your fashion shows was that in utah or in california that was in
2: utah that was after i graduated so
1: is there a lot of fashion shows in utah so
2: yeah if you're anywhere hanging out by the malls at least they used to do them in the 80s you know so um fashion coordinator in the 80s you know what the styles were (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh i'm back in heaven they're coming back in i know
0: every it's funny it's just the kids are wearing like what was cool mm-hmm. when I was a freshman in high school. Like yeah. you're just seeing the chunky shoes again, oh. the old man shoes. Pretty
2: soon, shoulder pads.
0: Yeah, it's when I got the married. The necklaces. Oh yeah.
2: yeah, I've got those too. Actually, you know the one we put on you is really cool as a choker. Wife really? might try to steal it, put it on her neck. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, I don't allow that. I don't like <laughs> choker necklaces for some reason. That and high waisted jeans. I'm against it.
2: Oh, and that's that is the look.
0: I
1: know it's ridiculous. Oh,
2: I'm excited. I love it all. <laughs> But um, so, so anyway, so fashion I was
1: coordinator, fashion
2: coordinator. Then I uh, got married and moved to Bay Area. What took you out there? Uh, the husband. Okay. Yeah, and so he had a job there, and I just dove into motherhood and loved every second of it, and was putting on the neighborhood parties and always the room mom, and you know, anytime that there was a, I just got involved. With I did like um, we had like book clubs for the moms, and we would do we just. We just had a lot of fun and I enjoyed it a lot. But if there was ever something like those summer, I was doing crafts, teaching how to sew, teaching the kids how to uh, make barrettes and paint uh, frogs on there. You know, I had two boys and then a daughter. So, you know, I did boy stuff and girl stuff and then I did a lot of exploring. So, but one thing always I loved was taking old stuff and turning it into, so furniture, whatever, clothing. I always shopped at secondhand stores when I was the fashion coordinator, and this was back in the 80s. People weren't doing, they would kind of look at me like I was weird. But nowadays, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh, like the vintage market is, (laughs) Oh, it's it's crazy. crazy. I mean, old T-shirts that you're buying from DI. Mm Mm-hmm. You buy them for five bucks, sell them for two hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, it's true, it's but there nuts. wasn't such thing as eBay or anything back then. And right. I just like to have cool clothes, and I can really look through anything and find what I like. So I, you know, because of that, I looked always slightly different. It was, you know, it was something that I've always been very good at. And so, where did that come from? I have no idea. My I, mom I, and dad they like, like what from? the heck? They're like, what are you doing? But the store manager was cool, because um, at his, it was called the Bon Marche, and then they dropped Marche. It's called the Good Deal in French. but um, And then they called it the Bon. But the store manager would just like oh, what's my little cherub wearing today? And so I would, oh, this is D.I., this is St. Vincent de Paul, this is from the you know Salvation Army when I was in California, and you know he would just be thrilled that I was, here I was at a fashion department store, and he was just so happy that I was, wow. but I was leading out, and I think that's what he saw in me, and they'd never had a fashion coordinator before, so um, he knew I was in school for fashion, and he said, when you graduate, I am making a position in this store for you. So he's one of those, uh, mentors that just saw something early in you. He saw something and we all get mentors, you know, I mean, it just happens. And he just came out of the woodwork and he just, just was enthusiastic about what skills he thought he saw. And I was pretty good at it. So, so
1: do you feel if he wouldn't have come out and helped you like that, do you think you would have pursued it still?
2: Um, I think it's so deeply ingrained, but I don't think it could have been my path because it's really ingrained in where I ended up. Uh, um, A lot of the things that I gained from from doing those fashion shows and getting the confidence of actually... Because if I backed up just a little bit... I was the most shy human. I was scared to death. I was, I would always have maybe one friend and my parents felt very sorry for me. (laughs) And I had it and I was little, I was, you know, five foot two and probably 96 pounds, you know, for the majority until I was a senior in high school. And so I was shy not in high school as much, but up until high school, I was extremely shy. I have a very six foot four brother, five foot nine sister, and teeny little incy. And my brother was big and he was on the football team. They called me little Jimbo and they'd give me sandwiches. And anyway, so yeah, I was shy. And um, I really feel like, you know, fashion was something I was I was picked to be on the teen board. They had those little models that they pulled from the high schools and let you do their fashion shows. And that may have been the only brave thing I'd ever done in my life. So I was cute and nice and Quiet. And then I started coming out of my shell. I think that was kind of the first step. But I remember knowing that my parents were worried about me. My brother, you know, he's made it big. He's gone out in the world. He's got a big personality. And my sister's been just this incredible nurse over the years, a research nurse and very respected. But they worried about me. And so they protected me. And I remember thinking, oh man, I don't have any interests. I'm not good at anything. You know, there was this feeling of, I'll be a mom, you know, I was going to, oh, I'll be a school teacher when I go to college, because I didn't like school, I wasn't good at it. And I went to my first course there, the first sitting in there, listening to what elementary school education was about. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll be in school for the rest of my (laughs) life. I am out. (laughs) (laughs) So it was really awful until that moment that I found out there was something called the fashion department. So that was, it was really freeing to me. And I think I gained a lot of self-esteem and I learned that I was good at something. So I didn't think it would translate in the real world. Like nobody's going to hire me. You know, 20 years later, after I raised my kids a, a, fashion coordinator from the 80s, is not. there's not going to be a, you know, if there's a fashion coordinator in a department store, you're really lucky. And in a small town, there just really aren't any. Right. So I didn't think that was my future. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I loved being a mother. And I didn't want anything to get in the way because I had stuff to do. And me and my kids did a lot of fun things and a lot of exploring. And I really adored every moment of that. But then there came a time when I knew for a fact that my kids would all be in school at the same time for six hours a day. And a high energy human (laughs) knows that crap. We're only like
0: a year and a half away from that in our house. It's It's, a lot of hours.
2: We're I'm so clothes. excited
0: to see how my wife treats me after that. Huh?
2: <laughs>
0: I think you can only be.
2: Well, they call it the club. At yeah. <laughs> least they did in California. And all those club ladies would ask me to go to lunch and go to movies. And I'd go, who do you think I am? I, I am not in the club yet. And so, but I did know that I didn't want to be going to movies and dinner and shopping all day long. And I didn't want to play tennis every single day. There were things I didn't want to go to school ever again. So I was a little bit terrified. Um, high-energy people need something to grab onto. And so I tried to figure it out. But as it turns out, I just listened to that passion inside that was leading me to randomly beads. The summer before, beads. beads. I couldn't stop talking beads. I'd bead like beads, like uh, beads on jewelry a necklace. Beads. Yeah, yeah. Like, I never did anything with beads other than wear them, and I wore beads well back in the day. <laughs> but I didn't know anything about beads, but I wanted to make really pretty things out of beads. So it became jewelry and uh, m- hair like clips and we do it for the neighbors and i taught the kids and and then all of a sudden i was overtaken you guys overtaken by vintage silverware it wouldn't let me go i had to go on ebay and buy a bunch and i was pounding it drilling it turning them into wind chimes
0: we call this a wormhole
2: Oh, it was. That's and what the, you uh, would think. It was a wormhole. And that's yeah. what I was a little bit worried about. But right. that was the summer before my daughter, my baby, went into school full time. And I didn't know where it was taking me, but I gave one. Now, you're from Highland. You oh. know, dear Lizzie. It's that shop. She was my best friend in California, one of my good friends. And um, she was moving, and I was sad because she liked all things vintage. And I didn't have anybody to run, show my vintage uh, lace to. Who would I do that? (laughs) Anyway, I was really kind of sad about that, but I made her wind chimes, and she loved it and walked around her party, her goodbye party, and gave me a list of 15 orders and said, you're going to have to start a business. Figure it out. I'm like, but I don't. Wow. Okay. Well, or there's orders. Chimes. Wind chimes. And I don't even like wind chimes. So, <laughs> um, but they were cool because they had those silverware pieces that I was just in love. I can't even tell you how much. And I'm still in love with silverware, vintage silverware. Check them out. Like, look at them next time at your, your grandma's house. So, anyway, um, it's, they're beautiful, but I was pounding them and drilling them and hanging them and putting beads on them. And I was intertwining those two big, weird passions that I had just had. And now I had a business. So I did it with my girlfriend who was a, um, she had a degree in business. So I said, okay, good, we're safe. I'll do all the fashion <laughs> or creativity and you'll do that.
0: Equal opposites.
2: Exactly. Right? Well, it turns out she just wanted to, she just wanted to make them too. So really it was like, oh, okay. Um, nobody's really watching the business, but that's okay. Well, she got bored, you know, in a while she just wasn't so excited as I was. But what happened was, and this is where it gets fun. I knew I'd get bored. And in a year I was pretty much done pounding wind chimes, but, um, I'd heard it several times. I want to wear your wind chimes. So I, said, hmm, I'm going to turn one into a necklace. And that that day I did. I pounded it. I twisted it. I hung it on leather. And I went, I love it. Then I put it on some beads. I went, I love it. People are going to think I'm very weird walking around with a spoon (laughs) on my neck. But it was the opposite. Um, A woman walked up and said, that's my necklace. She's the one that said, I want to wear your wind chimes. She wore it, came back in a week, and said I could have sold 100 of them. So I made a bunch and gave them to her, and she was selling them really fast. Next thing I know, um, I was shopping downtown there in Cincinnati. So, like, have you officially like launched a business uh-huh. at this point? Yeah, and it was called something stupid. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it wasn't a good name. And yeah, my brother finally just nailed me down one day and said, "You got to have a name. It's got to say what you do." I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, "It's fine. That name is." fine. And he's a marketing genius, actually. And so, I I listened to him pounding on me. and, And at the end of the day, I don't know, I was leaving his house. They lived by us in California. And I left his house. And I go, I don't know what I do. I smash silver. I mangle silver. I twist silver. And I went, oh, it was like the choir was singing and birds were. And I had goosebumps. And I said, oh, my gosh. It's twisted silver. I know it. And the husband, the ex-husband said, Oh, you know, it'll be some porn site. And I said, well, let me see. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see. And I Googled it. And luckily, there was Google at that point. And so I looked and it, no, nobody. And it wasn't anything, you know. And people weren't saying twisted so much at the time. Now they're saying, you're so twisted. Now they they weren't at the time. And twisted silver and twisted sister, there's a play on it, you know. So (laughs) it was memorable. And I started it that way. So anyway, so now I've got three designs. And I'm down downtown and get picked up in a store that's in Pleasanton. So um, and you're making
1: all of these yourself by hand. No, right? you know
2: what? No, Brenda really enjoyed that part of the process, okay. and it was. Um, it, so she was she was having fun making them. I was having fun just designing them, and then I get picked up. We have these three little designs in the store, and I got picked up by a swag bag for the Emmys Emmy Awards. So, wow. so hold on, you
1: just got picked up?
2: Yeah, some how. Some, well, it was weird. I like the, how she just threw that. At I it. know, just like very
1: casually. Yeah, so they just, just threw got in a swag it bag for, for <laughs> the enemies. Not a big deal.
2: Well, I mean, it was kind of cool. I didn't know what I was looking at. I was so new at it. But um, she was a woman that uh, was a producer for one of those, and she would put those swag bags together. So she said, "It's going to cost you a lot of money. You're never going to see a celebrity wearing it, uh, but it will be good exposure." you just have a few. You'll catch the attention of maybe some retailers. I said, okay, (laughs) that sounds like a great idea. i have to give a bunch of product away. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. I don't know why, but I said yes. And Brenda went along with it. And um, it was just two weeks after that. And we got all the pictures. They were holding it, you know, like, ooh, look what we got. And I don't know if you guys know Brooke Burke, but Beautiful. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on.
0: (laughs) My wife's going to be mad. Brooke Burke is like my high school, college. Like, you know, every dude has their like number one my number one i had brooke burke posters in like college
2: i love it that's crazy i love it sorry honey she uh, that's funny i didn't know that
0: that she's gorgeous for
2: sure right i could not have hoped for anyone better holy crap this is
0: amazing do you still know her
2: uh, no, oh, not not nowadays. But I haven't seen her hosting anything either. That's so, true. But um, absolutely, if I ever see her, I'll make sure yeah, to please. tell her tell about I was you. in her
0: fan club back in the day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So Brooke Burke hosted Rockstar in Excess. Do you guys remember that yeah. show? Awesome. Of course I do. <laughs> I love it. This is so good. So um, she hosted with Dave Navarro, and she was wearing my leather with the spoon, the big silver spoon. It was so recognizable. Wow. It's a spoon on her neck. Right. Well, she turned around and she hosted several events and it became her go-to piece. She only wore that and for a couple years. did she get it from your swag back? From yeah, the I have is a picture of it? her holding it. It's
0: like we better look for this picture.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a picture of her holding it. And then two weeks later, I'm getting phone calls. Rockstar in excess. Look what Brooke Burke is wearing. And she was a big shot back then. <laughs> so I said, oh, Oh, my gosh. Well, then I started getting invited to go to the parties. At that point, it wasn't so fun for Brenda. She really did not enjoy that the fashion aspects and the Hollywood stuff, and especially to have to go um, – so so we parted ways as best friends, and we've stayed friends to this day. And she said to me, she was so gracious, she said, Deb, this has always been your baby. And it was like, released me from the guilt that you would feel. And she said, I know it's going to be huge. I've known it all along. So she was Wonderful, but that you know, to have a partner has never been my ideal. After that, because we were really well matched, but there's always, you know, it's it's difficult For to sure. do it. So anyway, so but um, yeah, she was great. So uh, so now the celebrities are wearing. Now I'm getting invited to go to the parties. So the um, Oscars, Emmys, and Grammys. Um, it, I didn't go to the Grammy party specifically, but they would invite me to go to the big concerts. The pre-Oscar with. The, Oh there I mean Grammys with oh, one, one of those parties had 17 different acts that night of all Grammy winners <laughs> hosted by Jack Black and I'm sitting there at a table right next to Nicole and Tom and it was just <laughs> it was bizarre and again I felt like how does this even happen how does it even happen but it that's how organic it's been I was mom when I'd get invited to do things I just wanted to be Mom, I would say no. I don't go out of town for anything, you know. I'm mom, you know. And
1: how do you go from this shy girl not talking to sure. the red carpet at mm-hmm. the Emmys, grand? <laughs> that's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. And so, and they're the pre parties, so I didn't really get to go to the actual events. Dang yeah. it, one day I will. But, um, but the parties to really talk to them and connect with them and style them—that's been just the golden ticket for me.
1: So, like you were, so at those parties you were invited, but were you? I don't know, did you have like a display of jewelry? Uh-huh, you or were, you, your- were you giving seal in, the s- mm-hmm, in swag bags mm-hmm, and all that kind mm-hmm, of stuff?
2: Yep. And so you uh, now have made it to a... A really big, you know, crowd. A really awesome group of people that are getting awards. And now you're talking to them, and you're, and you're asking them about their styling needs. What kind of events do you have? Do you have any, you know, you know, premieres, any red carpets? What do you have going on? Once they connect with the brand, then it becomes, you know, I work with them to style them and find out what their look is. And then we usually, there we go. You found the picture. You are good at that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, and there's found that it. spoon.
1: The picture of Brooke Burke, Brooke Burke the spoon wearing the spoon necklace. with Save Navarro. That's yeah. A good she texted me this a few years
2: ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that. 16 years ago. I don't know how long ago it was. It was a while. But so yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. All those experiences that I had leading up were really what gave me the confidence to turn into an entrepreneur. Because I think you guys would understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur. It's scary, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: So you. Were you designing like custom jewelry for that person, for that event, or did you still have a line and you were just saying this would look good for you then? Yeah,
2: I've always had a big broad line um, and, and we haven't even gotten into the best part of my line and that's the ego part of it. So um, because of the way I design with cast off pieces and parts, because of that, who knows what it ends up looking like. So the whole line, it's very cohesive. It, it looks like a twisted silver piece, but it might be that tiny little necklace that I brought in, or it might be this heavy-duty, heavy-beaded, big silver piece. Um, it depends on what that cast-off part is that I find. And then I'll look at it, dust it off, clean it up, and then go, hmm, how could I show this off the very best? You know, the bones in this thing are so beautiful. And then it will turn into something. It's like it becomes what it wants to be. So as far as the celebrities, when I'm styling them, I'm usually looking at what, what I have, okay. what what things. I don't really spend a lot of time doing custom pieces especially for other people no for myself for sure my best friends but I don't do it it doesn't work that way with me for design so are you still doing that mm-hmm. do you still go to the oh Lopez yeah of parties and you're still two, like, active in that two three parties a year um we've recently about three years ago started getting invited to George Lopez's um golf charity. Okay. Party. It's yeah. like a big birthday party. It's a wonderful party. And we love this one cuz it's just teeny and we're right there on the golf course, right? right. So we get to see e- like he has everybody playing and it's right there in the heart of LA. So it's right underneath Universal Studios and so that's coming up in a couple of weeks and so we we really have fun, but the cool thing is is that random things happen like i was out there just watching i enjoy golfing i'm not good but i enjoy it i was out there watching and here comes one of you know cedric the entertainer i don't know if you guys know oh, him. Yeah. he's yeah. hilarious okay he's funny i didn't know him before we just knew him from the parties like we think he's a funny guy right i've never watched his stuff but he's like ah deborah hey do you like to golf yep yeah okay, Pete, you're out. Deb, you're in. So I ended up you know, golfing a few, few holes with the guys. And um, Boy, yeah, cool. since that, I took a lot of golf classes and now I won't be as embarrassed, but they were very helpful. <laughs> so now every time I go, and I was wearing heels and I, it was quite ridiculous, but it didn't so bother anybody. And so Boy, yeah, now cool. I go dressed to... Play.
1: To play. So let's talk more about how you source the material. That's, I know that's, that's the a, best that's part. a big deal like, to you. I like that she called it mining. Yeah, I know. Oh, right? no.
2: I was mining. I was literally in a, I was in a topaz mine on Saturday. What? No, I'm not even kidding. You that talk- would be
0: so fun. No,
2: you can come with me. It oh, is my unbelievable. Gosh. You look out. I'll, I'll show you pictures. Don't let me forget. Okay. But it, everywhere you look are these white rocks, okay? Wow. And guess what? almost every one of them have topaz in them. Amber topaz, so gorgeous. Like I took the first rock that I found there and I said, I know there's gonna be topaz in here. And the man said, maybe. And we chipped it and broke it open and I actually brought some, you guys won't even believe me, I brought it. But there was, uh uh-huh, I'm not kidding. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. So anyway, so that was mining Saturday. And so I've got a lot oh, of beautiful... Now it's in the muriatic acid being, you know, all of that right. beautiful matrix that it's in. Um, I'm I've going got to... i that at
0: my house. I've got the pool. So I I always have muriatic acid. Oh, Let's you do. do it. I yeah.
2: had to go find it yesterday. It can be a so little fun.
0: nuts, though, if you don't it wear It can gloves. be
2: nuts. And I have gloves. Right. I have all the protective gear and glasses, right? <laughs> yep. And the overalls. Yep. Yeah. So I'm making sure we're doing it safe. But um, they just... Glitter and they're gorgeous. So it's just my life is a dream life. I can't even tell you if I'm not mining, I'm at a Hollywood party. If I'm not there, I am literally doing something else that I love. And I, there's nothing I can't do. I go to the East Coast all the time because I have to source. So what am I doing? I'm, I am, I am in the oldest warehouses you can imagine. Creepy ones, <laughs> and they and I am climbing up ladders and dusting off boxes that haven't been looked in for 30, 40 years. And you guys know that in the 80s, this sounds um, like this
1: need to be a reality show like a it, storage like, ward. Well, like oh, yeah, yeah. Right?
2: American Pickers, that's me. Like, you never know what oh, gross thing I'm going to be climbing so into. Fun. Yeah. It's so you would love my. Life. Oh, I would. <laughs> you would love my life. Yeah. I love
0: like I love old stuff. Like oh, it'd be so too. fun being able to open boxes for the first time oh. in forty or fifty years.
2: There's nothing like it. Crazy. And um and so, how so do you find it
1: like like where so, do you know where to go? You know
2: what? This was literally fifteen years ago when I realized I went to my first jewelry uh, suppliers uh, show that they do in the Bay Area a lot. And I would go, I just want brass. Like, I know I'm twisted silver, but it's twisted silverware. Do you understand the tie-in? Okay, good. Uh, So, uh, but I've always loved brass. Brass, I remember from the time I was a little kid, brass is more beautiful because brass can be shiny and pretty and gold, but it can also look copper and it can also look kind of antique-y and whatever you're, body chemistry is it does its own thing. So it's, it's alive. It makes you feel good. The copper in it makes you feel good. It's copper and zinc combination. So depending on the recipe they use, it can look all kinds of different colors. So, so I'm, I'm asking for brass, raw brass, and these suppliers are looking at me like, ew. (laughs) <laughs> go away you're gross and you're I gross. just felt bad Ew. <laughs> yeah. so I ended up just saying well I guess I'm not going to be lucky then at these places I am going to go scrounge and I started looking at blogs they only had the written blogs back in the time you know back then mm-hmm. and I started finding where I can find it and turns out you know back in up Until the 80s, U.S. did all of our own production for jewelry, and then China came in, and all these giant designers dumped everything, pennies on the dollar, and went overseas. And so all of our beautiful craftsmen, they're almost all, you know, they're dying out. There's still some, but the equipment's gone. All of the, there are very few that really held on. And it's a shame. I go to that beautiful, you know, East Coast towns and and it just makes me really sad what's happened. But for me, it works out (laughs) rolling on. So I take old clip earrings and, you know, key rings and things we just don't see anymore and I turn them into things. So
1: On the bracelets we have, you're using bullet shells.
2: Okay, so you want to talk about another way that I sort too. (laughs) (laughs) So that's when I go dumpster diving. That's when I go to the metal recycling lots. And so um, yeah, the shells make really beautiful end caps. So I use whatever I can find. If it's beautiful, if it's got something beautiful about it. Now, I'll buy old belts. You see the leathers and how they're kind of rough looking they are gorgeous without having to wear them at all, right? And you can wear them, shower in them, swimming. You can just do whatever you want. But, um, you know, I'll source wherever there's something of value so you can't tell me that i can't use something because if it has beauty i'll find a way um wow. one time this is a fun one really fun one. Oh my gosh if you guys get bored just let me know i don't but, think
0: we could get bored with you we need so, better video for this one because oh yeah you, you want people to kind of catch the oh the, the energy there's right? some energy there's some, it's just so it's cool to hear you know love. you've been doing this for so long and, mm-hmm. and that's I remember you saying a few minutes ago, you know, how am I going to make money doing this? And it's just another, yet another story of if you're passionate about something, you'll outwork everybody. Yeah you'll love it and you'll, you'll, and you'll, you'll create, create. And, you'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. You throw stuff in for free, you know, in the Emmy bags or whatever. You just, I mean, barbecue for me started the same way mm. and it's just, I'm having fun. So I'm going to do it when really you're working out, working anybody and you're creating something that yeah. didn't exist.
2: And it just happens on its own. It, when it's your it passion, doors open Absolutely. and mentors come and Literally, there's nothing that is here to stop me. Like everything, there's always going to be another design because there is always going to be something that hits my path. And just when I think, oh, you know, there was a time in California where, you know, I was feeling like, dang, you know. Maybe that little something that somebody told me back in the day, ride the wave, because as soon as that spoon thing is over, you're done, so just ride the wave. And I, but I remember thinking, no, that's not going to be, it's not a wave. I still, I see wave after wave still. But there was a moment that I felt like, am I kind of running out of ideas? And I got a phone call, and it, it was perfectly timed, because the, the dude had found, his wife had found my line of jewelry. Apparently, his company, it's called Transpac, and it was a home decor company. But the president was looking at the time when things were kind of a, on a download in retail, and they were trying to find things for these um, garden shops and stuff to uh, have things to sell at the, at the cash wrap. So they were everyone at the time was finding jewelry lines. He said, we want our own proprietary line. And we have been looking and I've been passing it by, uh, you know, the staff for a long time. And we haven't found a brand that we feel like could work. But then my wife found yours. And it turns out you're in California, too. I mean, you can't be any better. I was worried at the time that they would want my brand. They didn't. They said create one for us. So I did, and I called it Perch, and I had a bird because they're known for their birds.
1: Okay, and that's what you had found earlier on that Perch George. Yeah,
2: awesome. Oh, you guys did your homework. (laughs) And so that I really prepared for this one. Years.
0: (laughs) You're welcome, Andrew.
2: (laughs) And so um, it was really fun because um, you know I'd go up to Vacaville and work with these people and show them the new things. Well, once we get. That, uh-huh, yeah. Right.
0: I, I worked up in Vacaville. Oh, my hot up there. Sold alarms up there.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's hot yeah, up there. It's
0: way hot. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Well,
2: this is a national brand. So this was fun for me because um, my company, you know, it, it was still pretty small. And so, and it still is. But, and so, I, they needed once I had the brand and once they loved it, they would give me direction. Now we need a nautical collection, something I don't do. Things that now we need right. a blue color collection, and so they were dictating what I needed to do. And I'm like, okay, this is totally different design, and this is new, and it kept things so fun. Well, now we've got to find our factories. So, will you help us? You know, go and find them. You so, know, I was the saying,
0: timing on that is was everything because everything. I would imagine had they asked you to do that maybe five five years before, you'd be like, well, no, I don't. That's like my artistic freedom, right? Right,
2: exactly right. Very funny. So
0: like you were kind of running out of ideas. So you were open to hear Mm -hmm. others.
2: It wasn't that I was running out of ideas, but what was happening is that I was designing as much as my company could support. Gotcha. And I then would sit around going, oh, darn, I have to look at the books now. <laughs> um, you I have know, to be I, a business owner now. I really have to now look at my employees. And I've had employees from day one because um, I knew as soon as I designed one piece, and that's when Brenda was doing it, when she left, I hired somebody that day because I knew I'd never be able to design and then replicate it <laughs> ever. I'd be redesigning every time. So, um, so, so at this point now, I'm going, okay, I'm going stir crazy, so... Um, then perch comes along or Transpack, So I worked with them. And oh, that that was another mentor that I had, uh, Doug Lauer, and he really kind of coached me through a lot of stuff. But the coolest part was finding out what is mass production anyway. And it was fascinating, fascinating. I was standing in there, I had a um, sometimes I would license some of my old designs to them. Um, And when we showed up in the factory, one of the factories that we had selected, there were tables and tables of all the ladies making one style of earrings. The one style of earrings were some of my best sellers from before, but they were so labor intensive that and I called them chain mail, my employees called them hate mail. <laughs> so so these hate mail were being made by all these cute old Chinese people up and down the tables, and I sat there as they quickly did this, and tears just streamed down my face because I didn't know. I kept saying, I didn't know. I thought they were machines. I thought mass production meant machines. <laughs> like, my heart hurt, and, <laughs> and so my... Um, uh, They were looking at me very concerned. And then the interpreter lady said to me, they're very worried. What are you thinking? And I said, they're doing a really good job. They're just doing a really good job. And so she's like... Oh, whatever she tells them, and they're looking at me. Okay, and um, I said I just thought it was machines. So it was really so. So
0: you were just putting off the vibe. Like I kind of feel bad that they have uh, to be uh
2: huh doing counting
0: all this stuff out
2: and smiling.
0: And they're looking at you like she looks. She's sad. sad. Yeah. <laughs> we- but it was just you sympathizing yeah, with that, them.
2: That they were pr- working so hard on story. hate mail. And so that was, and I got to see what it was like, what those factories were like. And so we worked with three of them and I connected with all of them and felt like they were all humane. And then you would see the product, you know, and they had their QA, they had their offices there. They had their people that were Chinese looking over things and still we had problems. So I would look at things and... And it would come out of the box, and I'd say, "Oh my gosh, it was hard." But I got to work with it and understand it at a level that I never would have on my own ever. And so, I would have probably, my guess, I think this is one of the reasons I got that experience is because I would have been tempted because it really is inexpensive if you have it done there. So, um, so I knew with all their resources that still it was difficult. Um, and then. It just ground me more fully to my eco side of me because, you know, I'm not going to be in China pulling bullets out of the dumpster. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right so um so now I know okay I am eco and I am us made all the way I do love those people there and stayed in contact with some of them but I now know that I will absolutely stay eco and us especially every time I go to the East Coast it just it chokes me up just to see it's it's a dying art now we need to bring our business back to the United States I and I and one one company at a time I think can do that
1: are you still the right. only one sourcing the materials mm-hmm. really mm-hmm?
2: Yeah, because nobody else knows what I like. And um, even I'll have some friend or some employee go with me, and they can kind of have a feel for me at this point and pull things out, call my attention to it. But there's no way. That's the most fun thing. So So I was just in Maui doing the same thing there, looking under every – oh, in California, in my backyard, oh, I was pulling – um, what's the white? What's the white tree that peels off? Um,
0: oh man, we had that growing up. Aspen, that ba- the bark that, the like, bark
2: that comes off. Yeah, and that became spongy. a birch. This Maybe. is the. This is the thin it's like paper oh, it's like skin yeah and i was using that so it can be anywhere any so it's not like i have to go out of my way that often usually it's on a trip like in rome i was yeah. just there and sitting on the beach and all this sea glass comes washing up at my, my feet
0: there you go. it's mom my mom
1: <laughs> i know uh, digging holes there's She's my mom over there her grabbing
2: her pockets full of stuff and so it like, was and it's a beautiful collection now it is, it's and awesome. it'll be called the amalfi collection but it's not okay. it's not yet but it's
0: so I mean it's limitless, right? Yeah. It is. Uh, I mean, and not to mention you'll never run out of everything will be yeah. unique.
2: Yeah, exactly. Do and you, the designs will too, because I have to design according to what it wants to be. That right. was
1: my question. Is do you have Bango. do you have a design, do you have a piece made and you go looking for the material or do you find material Great question. and then come up with the design after?
2: Okay. So I've done a little bit of both. Like I'll have an idea because I'll have a really cool chain. And then I'll go after it. It usually works better the other way
1: where you find the material mm-hmm. and then your yep. creativity kind of kicks yeah. in you think of how it can to to me be it's made. it's like the the materials uh-huh. telling you what it wants to be type exactly of thing, Exactly right? what
2: it's doing. And yeah. you say that, but it is absolutely no, what's totally. happening. And you know the other thing that I get so excited about is that people have, people say the same kinds of things over and over and over again. You start listening. But one of them is, I feel better when I wear this jewelry. I don't know why. And I know it, one reason, it's copper. You know, copper does, it's energetic, you know, it, you can feel it. That's one thing. But the other thing is, I design it with no judgment. I literally design it to be what it wants to be. And it's for anyone. I'm not designing it for the, you know, preteens or the grandmas or the anybody. And because it is so unique and because every piece is individual, and a lot of these pieces, these old things, like let's say I take an old, Earrings, those earrings with the clip-ons, and I and I pop the back off and I turn it into a pendant of some sort on a ring. So just because it's had life already, it hasn't been warm, worn, worn in that case, but just because it's had some life, it will have some bumps and scars. I call it perfectly imperfect for right. a reason. I like that. I don't, you know, when I say, hey, it's perfectly oh, that's okay. No, it's not okay. It's what it's supposed to be. It's more than okay. It's awesome. So I really encourage that idea. So somebody's gonna have a piece and they're gonna go. It's just mine and they'll feel it and they'll connect with the piece. And so it's the very uniqueness of it. Well, the,
0: <clears throat> excuse me. Not to mention, you know, the feel good statement, the, the eco thing. I mean, we're, we're using something that probably would have just be been in the, yep, thrown in the away. Trash. And it happens. And a it lot. all has a story and it all has an energy yeah. and it all. And, and they're yeah. all unique. Yeah. It was interesting when you pulled out, you know, she walked in with this little canvas bag full of full of her jewelry and She's like we got to get you guys iced out before we get started. <laughs> me and Andrew and and you know she pulls it out and it's you know to the untrained eye like me and me and Drew it's like what how does is it a bracelet is yeah. it a and man she just starts wrapping things around our wrist. It's <laughs> like oh see this is great this looks so good. You're into scouting you got to tie a slip knot with this thing then you don't ever have to take it off you can tie so it with it. She's just like I tie that knot. Yeah no no no. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't work she had to do it for us but it's really cool how. Even it's like the same thing, maybe on both of us, but it's done in a different mm-hmm. way. It will look different.
2: Well, she tied yours different, she tied mine, right? Yeah, and you can knot it, and you can put multiple knots in it. But the thing with men is, you guys often don't want to wear jewelry, right? And um, and and so for me, I understand, but. I can promise you, you will look cooler once I get it on your wrist. And <laughs> no, and I it, always I say I'll up your cool. And so um, there was one of the one of the guys, Hollywood guys, um, came a couple years ago to the uh, George Lopez. I'm forgetting his name i feel so bad he's been in a bunch of stuff
0: we can just talk about brooke Burke again if you yeah,
2: want <laughs> and so <laughs> now this guy is a tough guy and so he said and he came with his wife and he said now nah, I, I just don't wear it but you're sweet to try and i said no i can promise you so now uh the second year he came back and he said hey you were right i love this thing and i go okay Very it's cool. time to stack So I put (laughs) now I stacked him. So now they just came through one of the um Emmy events just no, it was the Oscars that was just a couple months ago. And he and his wife walked up to me. Yeah. Well, they're just the pre-parties. It's not that big of a deal. But anyway, so they were both just like grinning from ear to ear. And he did and it'll be on my website, but he did a he said, Hey, I'll I'll do a video for you. And he's and he told the story of coming in and going, Hey, you know, nice for you to try, whatever. And now he's stacking and he goes, I literally don't take these off my wrist. They are awesome. Like he loves them and his wife does too. So those kind of things thrill me. So guys, um you guys know men are wearing jewelry now, for and, sure. And now they're now they're also wearing the necklaces, but they're also stacking the necklaces. They're right. a little bit further ahead in California, but um, that's where it's <laughs> going. Next time I come, I'll have stacked necklaces. Let's do it. Oh, can I tell you the other fun thing? Of course, men are stacking beads. I'm not even kidding. The bead trend for men uh-huh. is a thing. I've been doing the beads for the men on the wrist. Now it's a beaded neck. I'm not even kidding. It's huh. gorgeous. It is gorgeous. So, so we're going really metro, and um, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the men are picking off the tables now. When I go and and have all the beautiful women displays and a few of the stuff for guys, they're actually pulling out things I would have never imagined for a man, and they're pulling it off, gorgeously. Uh-huh. So, so. Like
0: this chain stuff, I I think that stuff's awesome. Oh,
2: oh, next time I bring those. Man. That's Betsy's hand. Yeah, Betsy's all I over love on Betsy's the Instagram. So much. <laughs> Betsy just,
0: she actually runs our our uh, so she's podcast the, she's, now. She's,
2: oh, she's, she's, she's
1: our, part executive producer. She pretty much is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> she should be. We she don't even be. have to get guests anymore.
0: No, she, she would definitely. Us. She knows everybody. She's
2: the best, and she's the best too. Yeah. I How did adore you meet Betsy? Girl. She found me at uh, Swiss Taste. That big. Oh
0: yeah, uh, I'm a Hebrew yeah, kid. That's where I grew up.
2: Really? Yeah, my son I hate just moved there. I love oh yeah I mean, you were cooking for it no
0: it's just well I have cooked for it but yeah. it's funny all the locals the two things we hate the most are Sundance and Swiss Days oh right? you're just,
2: kidding we
0: just get bombarded Inundated. like 200,000 people in our little valley but, oh it's no horrible. it's such a cool thing I
2: love it so much well she found me there we, she was down the way and she just kept walking over and just being her cute excited self and I loved her from that very moment oh, on she is inner circle yeah. all the way yeah you can't help but love that lady. Yeah. She's and if amazing. she introduces you to somebody you know that those are the real deal. Yep. She's a magnet. Yeah. So
1: what's been the hardest thing about running your business? I mean, it's oh. it's it's been fun to watch you talk about it because there's like so much joy and passion just that comes <laughs> out of you when you talk about it. So what have been like those challenges like we you know, early on, you st- Kind of lost the creativity side before Perch came on, but like today as it stands, like where are the difficulties that you find?
2: So I mean, just in general, you know, what my weaknesses is, is where it's always a challenge, and that's the you know, financially. But once I moved to St. George, I I'm really in good hands now with my accounting people, and so um, employees is always the second hardest. And no, how many employees do you have uh, right now? I've got. Uh, probably three full-time, one part-time. So, and anyway. Are they mainly have,
1: making jewelry? Two. Kind of, okay. Two are
2: production. And um, anyway, and we're in this darling. Green Gate Village is, there are all those cute little pioneer houses down um, on Tabernacle. And um, it's so cute. It's an old 1800s cabin that they restored and turned into retail space. Oh it's blue, perfect you guys. Perfect for you. It, it's yeah. perfect <laughs>
0: Absolutely, a lady perfect.
2: with ten kids and one leg uh, had raised her kids in that place. Have you metal so,
0: detected around the property. I know. Yeah. We got to find some stuff. Maybe they buried their. Uh, they buried some coins. They
2: actually, the person that put that thing together, um, that little neighborhood of houses brought it from Mona or somewhere right. like wow. that. So it's been wow. pulled down there, but it is a gorgeous little house. So um, employees has always been very difficult. But again, St. George, I, I landed really in a wonderful place I and like I the have desert incredible.
0: And you know, it's just, you know, it's like artists and deserts, man. Yeah. It's just the yeah. thing, like Joshua Tree. Like it, mm-hmm. I just feel like all the red rock down there. It's yeah. just, man, if I'm yeah, an artist, people, that's what I want to be surrounded for by. For sure.
2: And I don't know why it drew me that. I'd never spend any time there. I had one friend there. I don't know what pulled me there, but I got there and I just hit the ground running. I have absolutely adored every second of being there. And now I've got mines all around. There's an opal mine. There's a, oh, the gypsum. Are you even kidding me? The very first piece I ever designed was out of gypsum. My really good friend, Tanya, the only person I knew in that whole town, brought a bag of it and said, you'll figure out something. I'm like, what is this? Oh my gosh, I just about died. I woke up the next morning and said, I'm gonna put it in my kiln first and see if it what it does. Okay, turns to dust. That's not gonna work. <laughs> I'm gonna put it now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pound it. Whoa, this is so I'm gonna drill it. It was so fun. And I designed, I woke up the next day with an idea in my head. I was going to rivet it and I knew what it was gonna look like. And bam, bestseller continues to be a bestseller. Betsy wears it really well. So anyway, so it's stuff like that that I'm surrounded by. Then I, you know, run out of gyps and I have to go back to the mine. Well, now Instagram finds out about it. So they shut that mine down. Oh, my God. Well, Betsy then has a friend who has parents that have gyps in mine. And so they supplied me. Yeah, of course, course. Betsy. (laughs) (laughs) Betsy. (laughs) I know. Betsy's the best. Yeah, you know what the Pope
0: Topaz mine? I I know. Hold on.
2: No, that just happened last week. That's (laughs) (laughs) crazy. No, honestly, it was bizarre. And so I was saying, my very favorite, somebody was asking, well, what do you want to do? I said, I mean, I want to go find a gypsum mine. Do you like mining? Yeah. Okay. I have wow. a field trip. And we ended up at the Topaz. And the call yesterday was, okay, I'm planning our next field trip because there's an fire. Opal mine. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> so I, have, I have, I, I I have hope a good life. it comes
0: through, like, in the, through the mic. Yeah. I mean, that's why we need better cameras. I mean, yeah. the, oh. it, I don't know how to relate it, but it is like, it, it's like a kid on Christmas morning. It
1: is. That's-
0: like, watching her talk about this stuff, it is just like, oh, my gosh! <laughs> oh, it is the greatest. I just I wanted to, like get my it's pick so and shovel and just just, just go. Like, where do you want? Where do you need me? Yeah, See, I am driving pay. to California a, next weekend. There with you my go. smoker. I got a job down in California. Really? I might need to stop in St. George and help you do some mining on the Absolutely. way down. Absolutely, that would be awesome.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And and all through Nevada, oh, their mines. God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, seriously, my Taking life just gets better and so better cool. and better. Well, yeah.
1: and you're outside and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and you've even, the business has evolved too, right? Like you just launched, uh, you talked about it a little bit, but your, like your membership?
2: Oh yeah, the subscription. The subscription. So we did that, yeah, since I've moved to St. George, yeah. And um, it's, it has been, that may be like the best thing I've ever added. It's so what just, is it? So every month they'll get, you know, $100 worth of jewelry for 40. And then they pay shipping. And so people are thrilled. It's, you know, I mean, it's designer jewelry. So it isn't expensive when you think of it as it's been designed. This is not off racks in China. And so, um, so that part, but it's still, it's not something that, you know, people just Want to buy a whole wardrobe of it, and so um, it's a way to collect a really nice wardrobe of jewelry, and um, a lot less expensive. So I'm people say, have been all really your stuff
0: happy. is really affordable. Yeah, Just it is. It is this? affordable. Like,
2: but when you've got when you've got Target that has really cool jewelry, no, yeah. there's no question. And, and even Walmart sometimes has but cool Target's jewelry.
0: Target's not out freaking pounding rocks no like but you are
2: but, and, and when you've got h&m and right. when you have forever 21 you've got the looks and even though it's made in china and it's made out of cheaper stuff it has a look so it's a lot
0: and yeah, but it doesn't have a story
2: no that's why you gotta be you. on more
0: podcasts. yes like the stuff you're making already <laughs> has its own story it's like, yeah it's like and Phoebe that's from, what, from like Friends. i've got 22 <laughs> shells like brass 22 shells in my bracelet yeah, yeah. That's
1: manly. That's she cool. Can, well, she can tell you probably where she found them. Yeah, I you know. Yeah, like,
2: no, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, with that. Yeah, it happens. But The story's I agree. everything. The like, story look at for Nike, you is right? everything, but not for everyone. Uh, Fashion girls surprised. aren't always into the story. Well,
0: and, and maybe you're right, but, but it's I'm like not Nike, a... they say the value of Nike is in their storytelling. That's why they yeah, have absolutely. a 96% market share like we get so into sneakers because every sneaker has a story
1: story. there's a A story and
0: it's so it's It's not just about how good the sneaker looks yeah it's why they made this sneaker what it signifies and means and that's how you connect to it and so with jewelry i mean if more people knew i mean i just think of videos like i would love to see the video of her get out of the car at the fire topaz mine just like (laughs) what like, this is the greatest theater. ever! I mean, it you I buy every Fire Topaz piece that comes out for the oh, next yeah. year because you remembered her pounding oh, rocks there. Yeah. So. Oh, when
2: I was doing that very thing, and we do have a video, I'm chipping away at one of the rocks and I can see a Topaz in there and all of a sudden it opens up to a mini cave filled with... With them, Crazy. I'm wanting to cry. Please it's tell so me you got beautiful. like a,
0: a videographer out there. I with did you. not
2: a videographer, oh, well, but you, you I have somebody, somebody taking videos. You. Definitely, okay. I did get videos, that, and it was so fun.
0: That'd be so cool to watch.
2: Every single thing I do is fun, though. I mean, right. there's nothing that I don't love now. So you talk about what is not great, what the challenges are. We all have the same challenges, you know. It, it something will happen all the time, but I've learned that none of those challenges. I look at anything other than an opportunity, and it we assign the
1: meaning to every event. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And and the, exactly, and then you. There's
1: the quote. Yeah. I got another been slacking on those. Lately. I'm liking
2: it, but the nice thing is, is that if you go at it like an opportunity. And you're willing to pivot if you have to, that's what I've learned how to do. I'll pivot so fast and I won't even think twice.
1: So what's so funny, what you just said, it's just the word opportunity, like using that word as opposed to a challenge, Mm -hmm. the chemicals in your brain react differently. And so you could say, I have this challenge and automatically becomes a negative feeling inside of you and you approach it. But when you say, I have an opportunity all of a sudden it fires differently and your neurons correct differently and all of a sudden it looks as a positive.
2: Oh, exactly. Okay, I've been learning about that, the biology of belief. Mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza? Oh my gosh, you know this? Uh, this is so awesome. It's the quantum, right? right? I mean, it's exactly what happens in our minds. Yeah. You have to look well, at it, it, frame it. Stuff. Oh, you figured it all out.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> no, definitely not. But that's I was pretty it. smart. But.
2: Oh my gosh, he's so smart. No, truly, it, that's exactly what it is. And like I think matter. as an entrepreneur, words matter so much. And I think the optimism draws in more optimism. I know it does. There's no question. For people, sure. I used to be mocked a little bit for my optimism. It used to be the dumb blonde. Let's and victory um, loves company. I think so. They're just jealous that they absolutely. couldn't be that way. And 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 they could be that way. That's the thing. We can all be that way. But right. it has drawn in. There. It's just unlimited. It just keeps coming. And yeah. it's all mindset.
1: It 100 is absolutely mm-hmm. it is. Man, wanna-
0: do you know how much people would pay? Have you ever thought about, there's a company I saw in the Johnson Files where you can go and make your own necklace, right? Like to be able to spend like drive through st george and be able to come Find and sit rocks, down at your them. spot Bam. like and have you know you, you don't even have slack. to mine them
2: like yeah, even if let the stuff's just
1: there yeah something that i just mine. let them kind of that's a
2: great be inspired
1: idea inspired and like a weekend and experience you to, and you're in st george what a cool yes. place
2: you're right about that you could go awesome and do some hikes and Of course you of could stuff. maybe
0: get some new fresh ideas based off of the what they the rookies awesome. yeah just throwing stuff together and i mean for you to be able to say like okay this pile, this is where I got it. And mm-hmm. this is where, you know, like the Amalfi Coast stuff, right? Yep.
1: Well, And take, then you could just so kind of price cool. it. Make and, it and personal. And let people, yeah. Beautiful. Build their own thing. It's yeah. so cool. I In Maui, it. we go to Mama's Fish House. Oh, and what's it. awesome is it says, this fish was caught off of this beach. Really? It is all about the story. Yeah.
2: I'm thank you for well, always reminding me. I mean, me. You,
1: have a, you have a quote I actually heard. It said, each piece has a story and every person has a story.
2: Yes. And I believe it, and And that's why everything
1: comes together so well. Yeah, this right here
0: used to be those long braided Braided belts belts. that people wore with with (laughs) Jabos. and they let like hang down their left leg, or or the (laughs) or the (laughs) jinkos, or the jinkos. Right, was a thick belt for the jinkos because they were heavy. But yeah, so that's what I've. That's the story I have put on my bracelet. Exactly
2: right. Yeah, you're right about that.
0: And then some dude out in the desert shot a rabbit with these two. Uh huh. Twenty-two shells.
2: Exactly.
1: So, yeah, right. it's a sweet. He missed bracelet. the first one, but got the second one. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my perfect shot.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what would you give as like parting advice for someone who's listened? Obviously, we're going to send everyone to your website. They're gonna, you're gonna have, you're gonna sell out of everything. Because after listening to you, a how, lot could of cool you stuff, how could how could you not want to own everything you made? Right. But for someone who's wanting to start a business or follow a passion, maybe, you know, that mom who is getting to the point where you are at where maybe the kids are getting older or they feel like there's something inside of them. What 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 advice would you give them?
2: Yeah, there are a couple I think that listen to that and follow it. It may be down the path of beads. I thought that was weird. And silverware, that was weird too. But it was leading me somewhere. And I think just listening and respecting what that is, because that doesn't happen every day where you want to wake up and Really explore something, but it happened to me. And then um, the second thing is just be, just be you. I remember feeling so insecure, and that's where my beginning, the roots at the Bon Marche, helped because I remember feeling. Uh, They're going to think I'm stupid. You know, what if it fails? What if they don't like it? And you know,
0: I—that's where most people get stuck, right mm -hmm. there.
2: And 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 just just don't let those voices in your head get to you. But um, you know, if if you really are listening to your passion, you have the backdrop. It will be there. It will show up when you need it. And one little. Cool story that ties in back when I was, you know, a kid doing those fashion shows. I'm working with these, you know, small, very small uh, uh, modeling agencies, right? And I'm putting shows together for malls. Crossroads Mall was the biggest one right. I had, right? right. And um, but I remember feeling like I was good at what I did. Well, now here it was, you know, 25 years later, however many years, and I'm invited to do. To style and to put all the models for um, Miami Fashion Week, um, wow! <laughs> for the swim and Jeez. swim is the best place to put your jewelry because That's there's the nothing com- nothing, else on there. <laughs> nothing else on them. And and the designer had found me and pulled me out there with her and then said, "You're you're the stylist. Get back here and let's get these girls." And I was layering them up, feeling like. Had I not had that experience back in the day working with all those, I'm standing in the back room with all these Ford models going... They think I know what I'm doing, and I guess I do, you know? And and then when the show was over, I went with another designer who was a big shot, actually, and he said, I'm going to introduce you because every one of those photographers there are from somewhere else in the world, and um, you're probably going to get some jobs out of it, which I did, and I went back there, and they he introduced me as the, as the jewelry designer and stylist of that, and they just mobbed me, and they all had jobs for me to go style on the beach for them, so... For me, um, because I just walked the path that was authentic to me, <laughs> and I didn't even tell you when I was a kid. My brother, you know, he's getting his big business degree, and my sister, you know, going to be a nurse, and I was going to fashion. And they were just like, <laughs> kind of rolling their eyes and patting my head. Poor Deb, she doesn't have, you know. And they were so cool and nice, and but everybody, like I said, was a little concerned that I wouldn't really have a, a clear path, <laughs> and so. Um, I remember feeling like all of that that I did I mean I could have done some I could have done nursing I could have done anything but I did this knowing that it wasn't super respected and yet every door has opened I've listened to who I am and so that's my main thing is if you really are authentically listening to who you are and not what somebody wants you to be then your doors are already opened and you just have to just head well, down you that enjoy path it. And you'll you love, love it, it, right? You love and that, it.
0: To me, that's the, the best gauge, right there. Is if you're loving it and having fun, and you could just do it for free. <laughs>
2: yes, I would. And no
0: one's going to work harder than you at it, yeah. and be better at it than you are. And that's to me, that's that's the perfect.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. I mean, I was the same thing in high school. Like I graduated on graduation day. I mean, that I didn't. I was told I wasn't going to graduate high school. I had horrible grades. Oh, yeah. I mean, I barely got through it. I never wanted to go to college. But and every, everyone's like, your life's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> you're going to be broke. You're going to be this. And
2: oh, I just, and listen to you with that voice I just and like your to... ability to talk. <laughs> oh, go ahead. And and the entrepreneurial skills that you have. Well,
0: and, and that's just it. I, I figured out that I just had to like what I was doing. And that's, it's awesome. that's how it starts. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's always struggle and yeah. suffering along the way and not having a lot of money on the way. But. You, figure it out. You stay it's focused. The journey it, it is, and so mm-hmm. it's man. What a cool story! You need more video of you on your Instagram. People need to see you. <laughs> Thanks. Like seriously, oh, yeah. I would love to watch you go mining on your Instagram.
2: Oh yeah, okay, I'll make sure It'd I bring so to cool. really video take the so whole fun. thing. Really? You should. That's fun
0: because I mean, you get that. We're sitting in my lame office at Bam Bam's <laughs> barbecue, and you're. <laughs> just you talking about, it. I can't even imagine I'm how excited it, really. you are when you're actually. We almost need to like there. strap her to the chair to keep her sitting <laughs> Seriously. down. Seriously, <laughs> imagine her like getting out of the van out in the middle of nowhere. It's like yeah,
1: just so. like sprinting. Oh, to-
2: <laughs> 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 oh that is so cool oh, you so guys are so the beautiful. best so where's
1: the best place for everyone to find you
2: so the, yeah instagram's always good uh, twisted silver or um my website it's always good twisted-silver.com okay that's everyone
1: good. go check it out go buy all the stuff and wow, we're awesome gonna
2: stuff. oh let's we're get, gonna get you
1: be, a code Let's do a code. Oh, let's just yeah. get you. A You're welcome, c- listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We've
1: been on fire with our codes lately. Yeah,
2: let's get it. Let's I'm going to use our code okay. For this should one. we just make one up right now?
1: Let's make nitty gritty.
2: Nitty gritty twenty. Okay, they'll get twenty percent off. Whoa, on anything. That's a good one. That is nitty gritty twenty.
0: Per- That's going to get used too because we have like eighty percent female listeners <laughs> so perfect. you're going to get some sales the
2: guys should be really focusing on it too though oh
0: i agree yeah i agree we're, we're getting more but yeah we just have so many power women in here so it's good <laughs> That's
2: well good. thank we you so it.
0: much this has been thank so, you, much, fun. so much fun so much fun you'll see me in saint george probably next weekend good. <laughs> be like where are we going
2: awesome
0: so that oh i'll so do field cool, trips all day long See the day. 1800s
2: yeah
1: building yeah come back there and, and, and then
2: pound some things out in my would, in my oh, studio that would be fun yes that would be a lot
1: okay of fun. okay be in touch yep, all righty Thank so much, much Thanks, for the freebies guys. That's cool. yeah. my wife's gonna love it <laughs>